the year 10,191. In this time, the most precious substance in the universe is the spice melange. The spice extends life. The spice exists on only one planet in the entire universe. The planet is Arrakis, also known as Son a podcast about you. Hey there, Sandies. Welcome to Sand, a podcast about Dune. I'm here... I'm Molly, and I'm here with my uh, other host, Lance. Hey, Lance. Hey, Molly. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Good. Doing, yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Yeah, nice. Pretty good. Uh, we are here to discuss chapters 49, 50, 51, and 48. 48. No. 49. I think we're... Aren't we doing... Oh, uh, no. Did I read that Oh, one yeah. Happened? No, you're right. You're right. Oh, I, I apologize. No, you got it. You got Christ. it. It's my fault. You got uh, it. Oh, 49, so 50, 51, and 52 today. Yes. Yes. Sweet. Phew. And so we'll just jump in real quick with a little bit of listener email. So we had a we had a listener request to bring back reading a bit of the epic or the quote at the beginning of the chapter mm-hmm. that we're gonna be starting with, which we'll do for the next set of chapters as well, I assume. Yeah, just to let people know. It's easier than counting the chapters. Yeah, exactly. So 49 begins with, I'm not going to read this whole thing, <laughs> but right. it's a lot Chom talk. When you of the Chom directorate seem unable to understand is that you seldom find real loyalties in commerce. So if you're there, mm-hmm. you are with us. Starting out in the right place. That's right. That's correct. Cool. Well, shall we talk some movies? Let's talk some movies. Great. Um, I forget who goes goes first. I think it's your turn. As always. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I watch Constantine, The Battle of Genesis and Lady J, and The Amazing Spider-Man. Ooh. And two of these movies are really bad. Oh, no. <laughs> Which two? <laughs> well, I'll talk about The Ballad of, the Ballad of Genesis and Lady J, which I, I did like. Okay. <laughs> It is a documentary about Genesis Peorage and his uh, uh, wife, or actually her, I, I actually, I think, I believe Genesis Peorage is now her, prefers the pronoun her, and her wife, uh, Lady J. Briar Peorage, and they, so Genesis Peorage was this kind of invented industrial music, like, the, that we know now, like, everything that, like, led up to whatever nine inch nails like he kind of like created like making weird sounds like weird music and kind of kind of started in like psych rock and then like kind of created the industrial the industrial like music genre and he was in uh, throbbing gristle and psychic tv those are two like his his two biggest bands and he at the time was he met this woman lady j briar peorage who was like kind of a an artist like a and dominatrix and they you know fell in love got married and then 
they kind of like became so obsessed with each other that they decided that they were going to alter themselves to be the same mm-hmm, person. Mm-hmm. So Genesis, you know, became transgender. I think she did already like kind of feel like she wanted to do that anyway. But in the in the process, she started to get plastic surgery to make herself look like Lady J. And Lady J started to get plastic surgery to make herself look similar. Aww. So that they would like the, <laughs> look like the same person. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the, the documentary is like very interesting and it's very short. It has this kind of like very low budget feel where there's a lot of stuff just like shot on like eight and 16 millimeter film where there's like no sound sync at all. And like they just, you know, uh, didn't have much of a budget. So you get some narration, um, some speaking, but there's a lot of like just listening to his music while we see these like camera, like kind of just pointing at random things. So it it, it can be a little like rock, like boring rock video. Yeah. Like a tour tour video um mm-hmm. but it's like it's the the you know the moments that are ha- have substance are just very very interesting mm-hmm. that's very so interesting. cool um yeah i remember listening to like an incredible podcast episode about genesis Pure and lady j um love and mm-hmm. radio have you ever listened to that podcast i've heard of it i don't think i've ever listened to it though. man that episode was so cool i like still remember where i was when i heard it and like because Genesis Pure just was an awesome person. Like, it was just so interesting. Yeah. And I, they, it was one of those where it was, like, very edited, but they, it was mostly told by by her. And um, it was just really, really cool. So that sounds great. Where was that? Where'd you watch it? Uh, it's on Criterion. It's on Criterion right Ooh, now. Ooh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, like, a little over an hour. Nice. Gosh, that sounds yeah. perfect. But... Uh, Constantine's not good. I was going to be like, oh, there's my movie. It's <laughs> the one. Um, well, you wanted me to tell you about Constantine? I it's, just want uh, you to, yes, yes. Tell me why I shouldn't watch it. Or no, tell me. Okay. Well, I'm not going to tell you you shouldn't watch it. So I, for the longest time, I had this Constantine on my list of movies to watch because this is happening more and more to me. Wait, you keep watching I Keanu thought it was Reeves a different movie. movie? Oh, <laughs> oh man well so yeah i thought it was a movie i had already seen Mm -hmm. Uh, i thought it was the movie from hell which doesn't even have keanu reeves Mm -hmm. um and so like 10 minutes into constantine i'm like oh i've never seen this movie (laughs) this is a movie i avoided watching because everyone said it was so bad i forgot i just forgot about it um yeah i mean like honestly it's fun uh-huh. and i watched it with naomi and she had a lot she had already seen it so this was like a rare situation where she had seen a movie and i hadn't <laughs> and uh-huh. she she was having fun watching it again and i was the whole time just real mad because the plot made no sense and the oh. character motivation made no sense and so i kept like pausing and be like why are they doing this this is so stupid and she'd be like she would just explain everything to me because she was like tracking it and didn't care about how uneven it felt or like how bad the writing was she was just like following the story because she was into it but you know afterwards i was like you know if i had just let go of the fact that if the writing is so awful Mm -hmm. i probably would have had fun because it's like you know it's keanu reeves hunting demons like that's just yeah yeah he's got like a a gun that looks like a cross and you know it's it's uh it's it's real bad but it's it's (laughs) fun and silly okay well i tried to watch van van helsing again recently and Uh is it like that because i was like man i forgot that this has no plot and it's just hunting vampires 
I've never seen Van Helsing. <laughs> I've never seen Van Helsing. It's and hot. I remember when Constantine I mean, came cool. out, I was like, I, I, I was like, oh, Constantine just wants to be Van Helsing. Yeah. And I think that's why I didn't see that movie. Oh, yeah. Well, shoot. <laughs> it's a worse Van Helsing. Yeah, uh, Potentially. It's, it, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's much more complicated from what I understand because Van Helsing mm. is just him just hunting yeah, monsters. it's so simple in Van Helsing. He's like, he is just hunting. And it's great. I love the, I love it. Like, it's it's up my alley, but it's stupid. Yeah. Constantine, it like, tries to be very convoluted and load itself with, like, all these ideas. And it's just, like, it's it just gets real Real hard to track and boring to me personally, <laughs> okay, but well, it's still kind of it's yeah. still kind of fun and it's slick. It's, it's slick, mm-hmm. neat. And Keanu Reeves, I mean, come on, yeah. yeah. And he does at one point say, "My name is John Constantine." <laughs> <laughs> wow, I was not ready for that. That's amazing. <laughs> that that rocks. Oh, that very good impression. <laughs> Oh, thanks. <laughs> so good. Whew. All right. So I watched just two movies. I watched The Roommate and Devil in the Blue Dress. So one terrible one movie and one really good movie. Or it was really, I thought it was really good. So I guess I'll talk about the good movie, which was Devil in the Blue Dress. And uh, <clears throat> it was Denzel Washington based on a novel by Walter Mosley. And it's kind of a noir it is a noir um, set in the 40s about, you know, the mayor, the a mayoral candidate's uh, girlfriend has gone missing. And so he's dropped out of the race and he needs somebody to help find it, find her. And Denzel is easy. He's, you know, out of a job right now. And so he gets kind of roped into doing some light work for this uh, P.I. And it just gets it's great. You know, it's like any of those movies where it's like twists after twist and like everybody's motivation slowly get uh found out okay and uh yeah Don Cheadle plays this guy named Miles who I mean he comes in late in the movie and we kind of hear about him but his his character is so funny and fun and him and Denzel Washington have like great chemistry and so like the movie just kept getting better and better and I just really loved it and uh goes yeah so I super recommend that one. That was that was awesome, especially if you like like any of like LA Confidential or you know any of those like gritty Hollywood noirs. Yeah, I uh, I I just recently like watched that movie maybe last year or the year before, mm-hmm. and was so surprised that I hadn't seen it yeah. like, when it came out because it's right up my alley. It's so good. It's a lot like L.A. Confidential, and it's shot so well. Like, it's just, like, so well put together. Like, you forget how it's, you know, that it, you forget how hard it is to stage something to look like, to mm-hmm. stage a set that it looks like it's in the past. But, like, it's done so well and so meticulous. Like, there's 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 scenes where they'll, you know, they'll, they'll be shooting inside a house, and you can see just in the background outside the house and see like they have mm. the old timey cars and people in, in costume and like you don't have to do that you can shoot against a wall and avoid having to you know set all that up that's really hard to do but it like really like just leans into the set decoration and yeah it's 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 great and it's directed by that guy carl franklin who made that movie one false move that i think i talked about on this podcast yeah so, yeah so it's a while familiar. ago mm-hmm. cool well yeah I, I didn't notice that in particular but like definitely felt the effect of all that uh, detail work because I thought it was wonderful. Um, so good. Yeah. 
And I guess, can I talk about the roommate real quick? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> okay, it's Leighton Meester, Leighton Meester, who is, you know, of uh, a Gossip Girl fame, is basically just, <laughs> just psycho-obsessed with her roommate, Minka Kelly, which I get. <laughs> but... <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> And yeah, I mean, it was like 2014. It's really stupid and campy. There wasn't enough, quite enough blood, but um, Leighton Meester was uh, convincing as obsessive and violent. So yeah, it was just one of those fun kind of lifetimey kind of movies. Um, oh, okay. So uh-huh. it sounds like it's a like a single white female kind of movie. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, that they're at college and Leighton Meester is her roommate, and then. You know, you find out that she had this, like, really weird past at home. She's, like, super rich and uh, lives in L.A. And, yeah, she pretty quickly, like, goes un- unhinged. But, yes, definitely single white female genre. Cool. Yeah. It was fun. Cool. I don't think I've even heard of this movie. I hadn't either. I was just, like, looking through Netflix and I was like, yes, this is it. This is what I want to watch. <laughs> cool. Cool. Well, Shall we? We yeah. We, you, meant, you mentioned that we had some emails, mm-hmm. and uh, so one of the things that came out of that is we're going to mention the you know the whatever prologues or whatever you want to call those mm-hmm. chapter beginners. <laughs> uh, and, and then riddles. there was also a yeah. There was also a quote that uh, from the book, like yes. a passage from the book that they sent in. And they yeah they said that they thought we were going to end on this quote because they thought it was so absurd. <laughs> so I appreciated that. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, so the exchange is... Oh, I lost it. The exchange is... What? Irulan was taken aback. You'd teach your grandmother to suck eggs, Ganema said. <laughs> I'd what? <laughs> I think the I'd what is the best part. I agree. I agree. Because if, if, if it had been like a normal phrase in that universe, like, whatever. I don't... Yeah. yeah it wouldn't have been that Irulan's like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? It's funny. Well, shall we ask the question? Yes. Dune, you wanna? Hi, Dune. I really, really do. All right. These are, man, this is a... Action packed. There's a lot going on. (laughs) There's a lot going on in these chapters. We move forward in the plot. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, we do. (laughs) We do. So let's start. Let's let's start out. We have Leto coming out of his trance, realizing that his still suit has been sabotaged. Mm-hmm. The heel pumps have been cut. Oh my god! And he didn't see it coming. Lost. He didn't see it coming. He's pissed. Yeah. He didn't see like, it coming. Ugh. See why do I? This is why we don't bother with prescience. <laughs> and it's funny because I had to. Ba- I was listening to the to the audiobook at the time, and I had mm-hmm. to back it up because. I, w- I missed him being pissed that he didn't see it coming because I was asking myself out loud, why didn't he see this coming? <laughs> and then Leto himself was asking yeah. this question. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he's lost half his water. Shit. I know, right? Yeah, that's a problem. That's, that's a lot. We see so, Arrakis' mm-hmm. second moon. I always like mention of the second moon. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. We get... We get a second moon bleeding in another chapter later. I yeah. think. I think it bleeds. Yeah. right. I don't remember bleeding. Maybe. <laughs> okay. I think maybe metaphorically. I may have missed that part. But yeah, we'll <laughs> yeah, see. So. Yeah, and so what does he do when he's lost half his water? Mm-hmm. He jumps on another worm and rides deeper <laughs> into the desert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just looks around. and He's like, okay, I guess I better just 
hop on this one too. He rides that worm into the ground too. That worm's like so yeah. exhausted. Yes, yes. The worm <laughs> is very, very worn out again. Mm-hmm. And then he comes upon the mythical shoe lock. Wait, I do want to say, what do you think? Yes. Why are there different types of worms? Because he mentions that this worm is a growler. And are there other? Yeah, that's the kinds? first. That that's literally what I was wondering too. Yeah. Is it, I, I think it's I think this is just our first peak. They may have mentioned it like, you know, offhand in one of the other books, mm-hmm. but I feel like this is the first time they're kind of like mentioning like whatever Fremen called the different kinds of worms, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't know that they're necessarily like, oh, you know, a breed of worm as much as like, oh, this is the kind of worm. Yeah. Yeah. We mm-hmm. call that a growler. We call that a long boy or whatever. A <laughs> long boy. Yeah, we kind of have found a furnace worm. You know? Oh, right. Yeah. And then a shy halud, yeah. is that a separate worm? But that's just what they call the, the worms, right? Yeah. Yeah, but some it, it feels like there's going to be an ultimate shy halud that he'll like, face down. A big boss. Maybe. But maybe not. I actually don't maybe. think that will happen, but I wish it would. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah, so he comes across another, yet another mythical land. Sorry. I do, I, I do like that there's this secret mythical land on top of the secret mythical land. That's the weird part, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've been talking already about a mythical land of lore and myth, called, mm-hmm. or obviously, called Jakarutu. And here mm-hmm. we now are another one. Sec- yeah. The second yeah. one. <laughs> Well, the thing about Jakarutu is, like, they've been talking about... Jakarutu's been mentioned throughout this whole book. Yeah. So we finally get to Jakarutu. We don't hang out there for very long. He runs away and finds a yet-to-be-mentioned new <laughs> mythical land. Yes. Of Shulak. Of Shulak. And we find Mures. Yep, yep. We find mm-hmm. Mures right after he... Leto goes through... He recalls the legend of the man from shulak oh, yeah. <laughs> legend of the man from shulak <laughs> yeah the waif the waif yes, who the came waif and he couldn't say anything and he he spent time just muttering and nobody could make any deciphering you know couldn't decipher anything and then an old woman laughed she she said oh <laughs> you don't see what he's doing he's making the golden thread as they used to do um, back in the old days. Um, so even this old mythical land of Sh- of Shulak still wasn't old and mythical as as much as this waif, right? Or was he from right? Sh- right. Well, yeah. or was he? Well, from no. I Shulak? think that I think he was from Shulak, oh, right? And okay. he was the mm-hmm. waif from Shulak. And then they find him, and then they notice that he's just whatever rolling rope or whatever he's doing yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i i liked that there was this story we got told to like get you know the idea of like oh it's this place where they make these fables you mm-hmm. know the, the, uh, the mm-hmm. you know and they're all from shulak and you know they're tall tales or whatever but i was like what is the moral of this story i know well i here's my theory i think he was trying to do like a synchronistic moment thing where the moral was that he is building this golden thread, and yes. once Paul, once Leto heard golden thread, he was like, "Oh, this I'm in the right place, and I'm following the golden thread." Like it yes, was some that's, kind of, yeah, 
yes, yes. That's that's what I figure too. I figure f- story wise, you know, mm-hmm. it makes sense for him to be to talk about this thread and all these threads making one larger thread and it to golden. So yes, mm-hmm. but <laughs> if you were to be told this story, what would your takeaway be? Like, would you be like, why did my uncle tell me that story? <laughs> What am I supposed to learn from this story? My uncle must really like shoes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would not get it. I, I I listened to it twice because I was like, okay, wait, hold on. What? Yeah, exactly. Like, am I getting anything from this? Not really. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. So like you said, he, he, uh, he sees Muras, who I at first was like, Another Muris? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just like can't get away from that name. Every time he tries to, he types in Muris, uh, his wife calls him down for dinner. <laughs> he forgets. And he's like, I probably haven't used That's the first <laughs> yeah. time it's a Muris, right? We get to the fourth book and every character is called Muris. <laughs> Yeah, he was horny in this one and kind of like losing his mind in the next one. <laughs> Sorry, Frank, we love you. Yeah. Yeah, so, and then of course, shortly later, I was like, oh, okay, this is the the first Muriz. Which, yes, it was nice to finally get that guy back in. And be like, yes, oh, that's yes. Where and, they it were. Com- and it comes around full, full circle totally. because then we realize. Oh, this is where Paul has been. This is why Paul has the his Muraz's son is with Paul at the beginning because this is where they come from. So that was a nice like full totally. circle kind of thing. So was Jakarutu uh, just a total red herring? I think a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think a little bit, but I don't. I don't know. So I guess it's it's more like yeah, maybe the ultimate destination is Shulak. And he had to go to Jakarutu to find Shulak? Mm-hmm. Maybe? I don't know. But, like, the rebels go... The the rebels from Jakarutu are the same group of rebels that live in Shulak, right? Like, they, they must... all know each other, at least. Right. Yeah, that was what I was trying to determine, too. Like, if Miraz and Namri are on the same page, and if they're, like, in allegiance or not. Right. Um, right. sounded like Shulak was, like, the place... For the harder, like, there was, like, Jakarutu is, like, the midpoint between being, like, true Fremen and city Fremen. This is what I thought, too. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, it is weird that we, like, we just heard so much about Jakarutu, and then it's, like, it seems like, well, it's all about this Shulak place. Yeah, and even when we were in Jakarutu, we were just in uh, Leto's crazy trip. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we barely saw Jakarutu, really. We didn't get to see the sights. But okay, but he does say now Namri, now Sabiha, let us see how your brethren take to my presence. So a connection, right? Right when he's going in. Yes. It's like he's like cresting the the Yeah, doom. he says brethren, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and then in the ne- you know, obviously in the next chapter Namri says that he sent that he knows where Leto is, so oh. he's obviously in communication. Yeah. So he realizes that Muri is, is going to kill him for his water. Mm-hmm. So that's when he just decides, well, I'll just out myself as Leto. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he says, <laughs> um, after the story, he says, I am the waif from Shulak who knows only to right. move his hands. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. <laughs> if you don't know him, you'd be like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you'd be like, can, well, that guy could barely communicate. Like, are you doing yeah, right. Tell me, like, what you're doing here. <laughs> yeah, so then he, yeah, then he just, like, starts talking immediately about how, like, Dune needs him mm-hmm. and how if it's, you know, if he doesn't help, then it's going to be overrun with plants and trees and, mm-hmm. uh, and that he's going to, he's going to lead them, essentially. And that's when he realizes, oh, this is where Paul has been. Right. He also says that he has a son who's dead, but is that his, but then later it does sound like his other son, or his son is still with Paul. He says, but you're a small batigue, and I had a son Mm -hmm. who is dead. Had a son who is dead. So is that kid a a zombie? Yeah. (laughs) Is he a zombie? Don't think this is zombie, <laughs> but that is interesting. I didn't even really think that because they don't they later mention his son yes. is the Paul's. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. I didn't. I didn't even like put make that connection. So yeah, I guess that kid had a brother or something. I guess. Um, yeah, they kind of I guess decide to join forces in a way. He like lets him have his like. Oh yeah, that's right. First. Leto yeah. does a cool maneuver where he like spins around and and catches, which I was reading. I was like, I can't imagine this like nine year old boy reaching up to this guy's like throat or whatever to uh-huh. to hold him by knife point. <laughs> yeah. Except I guess if he was like sort of um, a ballet, like if he was hanging in the air <laughs> off of this guy's <laughs> neck. And, like, he hopped up, like, truly hopped up and spun around like a ballet dancer, grabbed him. Yeah, I could could see him, like, yeah, going, like, full backpack and just, like, hugging onto his back. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, I could see him doing that, (laughs) putting his knife to his neck. So, yeah, he drops his gun and then eventually just, like, letters, like, well, there's your gun. Go ahead and take it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he says something about that, right? Like, I knew you wouldn't. You would kill me when you brought me back to the sitch. Oh, yeah. Be, that's why he to- decided to tell him he's. Oh, Leto. yeah. Okay. That's right. Because he was kind of like when Nura's first met him, mm-hmm. he called him a, uh, what was that, Batik? Uh-huh, uh, he keeps like, calling him that. Uh huh. Yeah. Because it's like a melon that's full of water or something. Right? Oh, <laughs> I didn't catch that. That's so cute. Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Leto, like, Leto's like, don't call me that. You're not going to take my water. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, well, what do you want me to call call you? And Leto's like, oh, Batik's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's insisting that he calls him that. I like that. Uh, <laughs> I like yeah. that name. <laughs> um, I do like that Mira's, okay, it says Mira's mid the, the horns of the worm sign with his right hand. Which, what do you think that is? Yeah. <laughs> Just, I was yeah. listening to Metallica while I read that. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like, here we are. <laughs> We've reached the vibe. Horns of the worm. Horns of the worm. <laughs> yeah. Straight up just Satan. Because, yeah, this would, I mean, this little goat face would look like a worm face a little bit. Or the worm would go through the hole. Maybe, like there. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know that a worm has horns. Apparently, they do. Hmm. No, there's no picture of the worm on my cover. I don't know why they don't uh, grab onto those horns to ride. Yeah, you'd think you'd jump on the horn. <laughs> Maybe they're too hot. Yeah, yeah, probably. Probably because they're hot. like fire. They got fire in their bellies or whatever. Yeah. There is one exchange I liked when he's like, Muria says, "I don't know what to do with you. You have seen us." 
And Leto says, what have I seen? I speak of Jakarutu, and you make no response. And Mira says, riddle games! <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Thank you for just calling it out at this point. <laughs> He's gotten away with that way too much. And then we get dropped another intense uh, term, don't we? Or have, is that the next chapter? The next, the ne- what? Yeah, it's the next one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because this chapter ends with them just deciding to go ahead and get on the doctor and, and head mm-hmm. out. Um, Wouldn't it be awesome if the worm horns like were see-through and you could just see fire in them? Yeah, <laughs> that'd be cool. <laughs> and just look like there was just like a horn of fire on them. Yeah, but yeah, it was like glass cool. held in by glass horn. <laughs> Which is the sand. It's, it's yeah, it's glass is made from sand. It makes sense. Hey. And he burned sand to make glass, so Dang. the horns would just make glass. Oh. I think you're onto something, Molly. Oh, shit. You're right. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah, you should write Brian Herbert and see if he'll get a book about that. Oh going. god. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No disrespect. Yeah, no. We haven't read his. We haven't yeah. read his books. We have no idea. Right. So the next chapter, we just end up in Shulock. Yeah, we're here. We are. Yeah, we just follow. We just follow him there. Yeah, I think. I, I think throughout this chapter, he's kind of like reassessing. I think maybe that's why he was upset about not seeing this this uh, sabotage of a still suit is because I don't think he mm. was necessarily seeing Shulock either. Mm. And it, now he's like, oh, I've got to, I've got to reassess here and 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 figure out like what what to do because it feels like he's kind of weighing his decisions and that's right. This chapter. Yes, that's totally true. Yeah. Yeah, so they get to uh, Shulach, and he kind of looks around and, well, I wrote I wrote down that I shouldn't say this, but <laughs> they do, you know, they do see all the people living there in their Shulach homes. Uh-huh. No! <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a note not to say that. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad it just had to burst out of you. <laughs> it is kind. Of, I keep um, thinking of my my name is Shylock too, or like there's some book title named Shylock. Shylock. So I keep wanting to call it Shylock, but yours is better. Yes, yeah, Shylock. Shylock and Shylock do sound mm-hmm. do sound similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it sounds like they're not doing so well right. in Shulak. We're, I don't really get the appeal. This old Fremen way of life doesn't sound so hot, really. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, but they're, I mean, they have, they find out that they have a, like, a, a secret mission. That's why they're there. Yeah. They're, they're reading worms. Yeah. So reading they've worms. got, like, a bunch of soundtrap. Reading worms. Soundtrap. Sound, soundtrap. <laughs> cool. Sand trout. <laughs> Yeah, Paul told them to. Paul told them to like mm-hmm. try to breed worms and sell them to other planets, and mm-hmm. that's what they're doing. And then the, it seems like the worms get, get to this new pla- these new planets to just die pretty much right away. Right. Yeah. So what is Paul thinking here? Good question. Good yeah. question. I wonder if Paul is because Paul is completely a different person now, right? Like he he's he's like trying kind of to just turn a normal on normal guy. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he's tuned out of his vision. Like, mm-hmm. he's, you know, he knows what he knows because he's Paul. He's got, you know, he's 
but he, oh, he doesn't have, pre- he's not prescient Mm-mm. anymore, right? Mm-mm. Yeah, he's lost his prescience. Mm-hmm. So maybe he was just like, maybe that'll work. He wants to help. He wants oh. to help out. So he's like <laughs> sending these worms so yeah. that they don't lose, they don't lose the spice. He was like, well, the spice really worked for me. So maybe that's what <laughs> needs to happen. <laughs> Give yeah. the world some spice. Yeah. He wants to fix the problem he caused because yeah. by bringing all this water to Arrakis, he's now kind of ruined the worms, and the mm-hmm. worms are super important. It is sad. Oh, poor Paul. I wonder if he ever just like go vis- goes to visit these like, you know, GMO worms and sees their <laughs> flailing bodies and their shrivel. You know that they're no longer strong and just you know cries, feels sad. I also do think Paul is giving me like burnout hippie vibes. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. for just for doing so much spice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just like a, a spice head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he kind of like starts talking about leading them. And then he says he's going to lead them into the, is it the Kralazek? The Kralazek, yeah. Yeah, the which t- is the typhoon struggle. <laughs> yeah, so, f- I mean, I did, reading these chapters back to back, we got Shulok huge new world and then the Kralazek, a huge new concept and i liked that yeah. leto kept like just being like you mean shulak you mean Kralazek? <laughs> yeah i feel like Kralazek may end up being our new uh jihad. golden path mm-hmm. yeah jihad exactly like our uh, like because it's the war it's like the war at the end of the universe and uh-huh. it's like seems very mythical and like um, seems like something we're, like we would be we would be building up to in the in the books. I mean the typhoon uh, struggle. That's that yeah, the up. typhoon struggle. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a smoothie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was just say a water park, but yeah, smoothie's better. Yeah. <laughs> I, it sounds like it sounds like what you call it when you get sick from a smoothie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> The smoothie and its aftermath. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he starts, you know, bragging about <laughs> helping them out. And then they find this figure, mm-hmm. an approach, and mm-hmm. we find out that it, it is Sabiha. Sabiha, um, she's also here. Yeah. She is also here. Mm-hmm. Who I think I was listening to uh, an episode like two episodes ago. Yeah. And I think we've been calling her the wrong name. Oh, did we call her Sahiba? I think we might have called her Sahiba or Sabitha. <laughs> I know I've called her Sahiba for sure. So, <laughs> oops, sorry. Sahiba is at least, yeah, at least a different pronunciation of the same spelling. <laughs> no, it's not. Or Sabiha. Not no Sahiba. No, yeah, okay, it's a dyslexic version. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> oh well. But yeah, we find out because for he gives her a big build up. He's like, um, Muras. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, people get sent here when they've done bad things, and not many ever recover. They can't make it, and uh, some say it's too cruel even to send them here because uh, it's too hard. <laughs> and then it's, it's. I mean, I just kind of thought it was a funny like build up. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's just a beha. Uh, yeah. So he, yeah, he. He sees Sabiha, and she, we find out that she's in. Tr- she got in trouble for yeah. letting let her go, which is mean. Like I know he like hypnotized her. He could have done that probably to to Bas- anybody. 
I know, and he's like, you hate me, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) He literally says, you hate me. Yeah. Do you hate me? Oh, I'm sorry for drugging you and telling you my sexual dreams. (laughs) And she's like, yeah, I've been totally ashamed and kicked out of my family. Yeah, she says that they're going to kill her. Yeah. She says they held an is-not, which I guess is like a family meeting, and then... uh, sent me here to lose my water but then that like leto's kind of like don't kill her mm-hmm. i have spoken kind of like even though he's finding fighting a homicidal urge to kill her as well to kill his own yeah. sex drive classic man okay sorry. Uh, oh yeah <laughs> he goes well yeah because that's, that's that's yeah that's later mm-hmm. in, the, in the book right where he mm-hmm. like kind of goes through like all the possibilities mm-hmm. but he does he does spill water for the dead, which I think is right. like a cheap trick. Yes, it, at this <laughs> point it is. <laughs> it seems just manipulative. Like, I'm like, you're not really crying, Leto. You're like spilling water for the dead because that's like a big Paul move and, mm-hmm. you know, they'll be impressed by it. Yeah, and uh, they are. <laughs> right, of course. They're like, he pours water for the dead. And, <laughs> and oh, he tells, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay, my quick thing is, I don't remember where this was, but um, just... One mark of Shylock. Sorry. Shulock? Shulock is that um, they have cinnamon oil lanterns instead of glow globes. Of glow globes, (laughs) yes. I can't believe I forgot that because I was like noting it in my head. I was like, got to bring up that they don't have the glow glow globes here. (laughs) (laughs) I like double underlined it. I was like, no glow globes. (laughs) (laughs) Like... That's how shitty it is here. No glow globes. <laughs> no glow globes, man. That sucks. Yeah, yeah, that even the Fremen were, when we met them, quite advanced. That they weren't using mm-hmm. the old-fashioned lantern, which we've heard of on Earth right. here. We've had an oil lamp. Um, yeah, but I love that. <laughs> like, cool. All right, now I really know where we are. <laughs> so, yeah, then Leto says... Go, Murez, and pray for Kalazek. I promise you it will come. Which is, like, freaky. <laughs> and he's already, like... That's like Armageddon, right? Yeah. Like, the, to them, it's, like, this, like, scary finality. And, and Leto, who we know... Like, they know he has these powers, mm-hmm. is telling him, telling them that this great war is coming, that they should pray for it. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's a lot to take in, because I didn't think we were heading to another jihad war level thing. Right. Yeah. Right, exactly. So I'm like, wait, okay, the typhoon struggle. And Muraz, I haven't been able to read his reaction to any of this. He mm-hmm. uh, immediately changed the subject. He was just like, woman, bring me drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, it is, it is freaky. This little kid is just like, the apocalypse is coming. <laughs> Pray for it. <laughs> there is a there there is one moment I forgot about uh-huh. where Leto tells Muraz, Sabiha is the fate of my vision and I follow her. I fled across the desert to find my future here in Shulak. And <laughs> Muraz goes, You and and just points oh, at yeah. Sabiha and throws his head back and starts laughing. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. And she's just like, Oh god, he uh. keeps doing this. <laughs> I know, I'm like 10 years older than him. (laughs) 
Yeah. So he he says what we're all thinking. <laughs> right. Yours is all of us. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of big reveals, ah, big yeah. reveals coming up. Yeah. Seriously, uh, oh my so, God, Twist yeah. did not see this coming. I didn't either. Yeah. I did not either. Even though it seems very obvious, but yeah, I didn't see it coming either. <laughs> yeah. So Mike, well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yes, we have a very short chapter with mm-hmm. Gurney and Namri talking. Mm-hmm. Um, Gurney's like, where's Leto? And Namri's like, he's safe. I won't tell you where he is. And Gurney's like, why not? And he's like, you've seen too much. I can't trust you here. Mm-hmm. And they start getting, yeah, really suspicious of each other mm-hmm. and then and then there's this reveal yeah that namry's been working for alia not jessica yeah. the whole time yeah wow it's alia who's been writing gurney these notes yeah wow yeah gurney's been getting these these Ooh, notes and sexy gurney love should notes. know better yeah what is yeah. alia saying in these notes that gurney's like that's my baby that's like- my baby yeah i do whatever she wants <laughs> Yeah. Um, here's my question to you. Yeah. Did Leto see this? Like, okay, trying to, <laughs> like, detangle these threads of people doing things, knowing that another person would, like, right. is deceiving, is completely impossible for me. I have no idea. Did right. Leto see yeah. this? I have no idea, but it changes everything because right. if. Muraz is connected to Namri, he's connected to Alia, which is very different than if he's connected to Jessica. Right, right. Yeah. But we do know we do know that these are smugglers. So they're kind yeah. of out for their own, right? Okay. So Alia is probably just paying them. That's the impression I get. Yeah. Yeah. And so but she But we was... don't know if not like you said, we don't know if Muraz is also working directly for Alia, right? I guess it's that maybe Alia didn't know about Shulok and thought that Jakarutu was the end game. And so maybe she doesn't know sense. about Muraz. And that's maybe why we even have the Shulok. It's like this, like, he's a smuggler. Frank Herbert's yeah. a little smuggler by smuggling <laughs> Shulok in. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he, he deceived us all. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, so... And they are out for themselves, and really, Muraz is more tied to Paul. Because we do still have Paul. Right. We do. That's the thing. We do still have Paul. Yeah. It wouldn't make sense that Paul would be working for Alia. <laughs> unless he's Whoa! trying to. That would be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> unless he's trying to turn, like, to, you know, to, to save her or something somehow. Or, like, you know. Yeah. But, which I don't think is the case i think it's too late in the book for that to be the case and also it sounds like leto and paul are gonna have a showdown of like what the right thing to do is because yes like you said paul has lost his way or has lost the golden mm-hmm. thread and is just breeding worms <laughs> <laughs> unsuccessfully they're all like that frog in the, that one simpsons episode do you know what i'm talking about where the frog's like please kill me oh yes yeah yes yeah anyway yeah um, so it would be kind of a lot if Paul was also trying to save Alia. Yes. Yes, it would. Yeah. And I don't believe that he's, it wouldn't make any sense that he'd be working for her because she just found out that it was, that he was who we, you know, he was her brother. Right. 
and she doesn't she didn't like the preacher before right. so and this this seems to have been set up along like before jessica even got there like she had kind of like had this plan right it's what it seems like yeah yes 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 yeah i i just don't know when she intercepted it exactly i guess just when and does jessica know that gurney is out there being led astray by alia oh that so that goes back to uh, that goes back to my to my question about uh-huh. did leto know because when leto is on his spice trip he curses jessica for making him do this Gamjabar, right. the spice trip. So he does think that Jessica is the one who made him take the spice. So he doesn't know. And wouldn't that affect the entire future? <laughs> like of everything? But there's so many different futures. And I think that's the way like Leto kind of operates is yeah. that he kind of like sees the different futures and kind of weighs them out and doesn't make a choice on one future. I know, but that seems the only, like the only emotional information he has that's personally tied to his own life that would make him more tied to one particular future like we haven't discussed a future in which alia is behind all of this and made him take the spice right right so alia did alia just want him to have to abominate and maybe join in with the yeah baron well, we've we the book started with alia wanting letter to take the yeah. the spice that's right I mean, that's that's like, the first thing we got is that like Leto's like, I don't want to take spice. Let's not let Aaliyah make us take the spice. <laughs> so we know it just makes sense that the whole time her plan would be, well, I'm going to trick him into taking spice. <laughs> yeah, big time. Jessica <laughs> wants him to take the spice. Okay. Yes. So I don't think he knows. Well, I was going to say, which is kind of crazy, but I think it actually makes sense that then he would make the mistake of not knowing about his still suit. Mm. that means that they're like he doesn't have a clear perception of what's going on oh so he, he won't catch everything mm-hmm. yeah like that's the ripple in his personal future seeing right yes. now yeah because yes. he's got a wrong lens on yeah Namri does that classic James Braun villain shit where he tells <laughs> him the secret plan before he tries to kill him yes big mistake by the way I was like, there's no way he's getting Gurney right now. This is Gurney Halleck. He's not going right. to die right now. Yeah. Uh, and it was just like, he's just like super awesome and just um, like yes. reads him completely. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was exciting because um, he lunges and then uh, he like has this secret like trick sleeve or something that maybe has, it's like this extra spool of fabric that Namri right. thrusts his knife into. And so then... <laughs> Gurney like tosses that fabric over him and stabs him in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, mm-hmm. yeah, directly for the face. Mm-hmm. The Fremen emitted one outraged squeal, Ooh. jerked backward and fell. Ouch! Do you think it was through the cheek, up through the brain? I was thinking it was like through the nose, <laughs> Ouch. to the brain. Oh, God, maybe the eyeball. Yeah, maybe so. I I just love this like. Journey, Gurney just takes him out so quick. Mm-hmm. And then it says, Halleck addressed the corpse as he recovered the trick sleeve, wiped his knife, and sheathed it. Yes. How did you think we, we Atreides ser- servants were trained? Fool! Yes, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think we Atreides servants were trained? Fool! Whatever. Yeah, it's a great line. Yeah. It's yeah. A perfect. And then he just, like, kicks him over into, like, 
the curtains <laughs> and hides in there. Right. This chapter, it was like a big roller coaster. I had no idea that Namri was a double agent. I know. It, and it then came that out it of the blue. And then to blows. And yeah. then he would just like, that he'd be out of the picture like that. Because, I don't know, it's just, whoa. Yeah, it was so quick. Mm-hmm. And I like that he asked himself, he says, well now, who's faint am I? <laughs> yeah. Like, he he's like, right. okay, well, so there's like, tricks upon tricks upon tricks upon tricks and i don't know uh-huh. like he's i think he's kind of like did jessica want me to th- to get tricked by Aaliyah to think that i'm working for her like i think he's like <laughs> okay i don't know i don't know what i'm doing anymore <laughs> <laughs> i better just i better just take a seat here i like yeah. that he, yeah, you know he says he took a yeah. deep breath and is like huh. <laughs> yeah and then he decides to go see stilgar because as jessica had explained it there's a very thin layer of civilized behavior over Stilgar's original nature. And here's how you take that layer off him. Ooh, seduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he's going to turn him into like a, you know, back Kill, into his yeah. like old war self. Yes, he's going to exactly. turn Stilgar into old school Stilgar. What do you think he's going to tell him? Something about Leto? Or? Uh, well, I don't know. But still, so Stilgar, it seems like. This is this is that thing with the with this the Fremen civil war mm-hmm. is it seemed like Stilgar has maybe not kind of taken a side right it seems like Stilgar right. kind of doesn't doesn't pick sides in the civil war yeah. but I wonder if he tells him about you know everything that's going on if that will make Stilgar kind of like pick a side and decide that he does want to go to battle right but I don't I, know I don't know right I guess. Gurney doesn't really know either. I don't think he even really grasps, like, whose who side is who, but except, like, Alia and everybody versus Alia, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess his plan was just that he was into Alia. <laughs> He's just a servant for the Lady <laughs> Alia. Like, that's it. He was kind of um, what I expected Javid to be like. Yeah. Well, we still really don't know the whole story about Javid, do I we? I know. We really don't. But it seems that they have a similar, kind of a similar story here. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so the final chapter is is a long one, and it's uh, it pretty intense. It is a very long one. Yes. And it is crazy. It, it is crazy. <laughs> this is the most bonkers thing that has happened so far yeah, absolutely. in any of Hands these books. down, hands down, hands down. <laughs> hands down. There's... <laughs> We're going to get to it, but I will tell you, I was like, I was listening to this chapter, and I was like, all right, I like this, you know? Yeah. And then when this crazy stuff ha- started to happen, I just was, I just lost my shit. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? So yeah, yeah, he's sitting there with Sabiha and he's sort of thinking through like whether or not he's going to kill her. Um, yes, he's going through all his different threads of, of his future with his her. His mind sorted the threads. Yeah. He like mm-hmm. wants to be with her. It sounds nice. So that's what Paul did basically with Chani. And then, I yeah, it's just that uh, the impulse to kill Sabiha welled in, welled in him. He was trembling with mm-hmm. it. If I tell her Mira's plan, that'll shatter another vi- vision. What is Mira's plan that he's talking about? Yeah, he says, if I kill her, that'll sh- shatter one vision. Yeah. If I tell if her, I tell her plan. plan, that'll shatter another vision. What is Mira's plans? I don't know. Maybe, are we meant not to know? Or is it just like, is he like kind of whatever being coy and he means his own plan that Mira's agrees to go along with? <laughs> yeah, I, he does seem to think Mira's like really has connected with Kroz- Krolizek. 
So I don't know if it's that. Maybe so. Even though Miraz himself hasn't really said much about that. Uh, so he decides to just wait and wait for his dad. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So that right. it can become a mighty rope. Yes, exactly. It'll become a mighty rope. And then he's, he's like, I do like this. He's like kind of like going through, sorting through all this. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, why are you staring at me? <laughs> yeah. He still didn't answer. <laughs> he's, so, he's like trembling, like trying not to kill her at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then, so she's trying to get him to drink. I guess, oh, Muraz, now Muraz wants him to go on another spice trance, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So like, she's been, she's, yeah, she's, a, so maybe that does mean that Muraz is also working for Aliyah if right. they still want to give him spice. Because Aliyah, so I guess this question that they were trying to get him to answer, maybe that's Alia that wanted him to answer it. Obviously. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. And I don't... It's strange. I mean, I, I'm assuming all, what Alia wants, and this is not a good as- assumption. It's not like a strong assumption, but it seems like what Alia wants is to use Leto as a, like, a, a Paul she can control. She wants the prescience, but she also wants to be able to, like, get the answers she wants because she she can't have the prescience. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's because I assumed that they were wondering if uh, the Bene Gesserit were wondering if he was a tool that they could use. Mm-hmm. And so I guess right. it's the same thing. Alia might want the same thing. I am now thinking that <laughs> that like the whole like human brains as cells thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, OK, maybe like the Baron will exist in Paul's brain and then they'll form with Alia's Baron and they'll form one super Baron <laughs> if he were to transition over. But I think probably it's more that he he would unlock like some intense prescient power. That'd be cool though. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, she's trying to convince him to eat this spice gruel that's indigo col- colored, which I thought was interesting. Oh yeah, that sounds gross. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds pretty. I guess I would eat it's like Trix yogurt. <laughs> I forgot that that was a thing. Yeah, I used to love that shit. Gross. Um, and then she's like, uh, "It's no big deal. Like I've had, I've had tons of visions and spice orgies. Like they don't oh, mean yeah. anything." And he's like, "That's so funny." <laughs> it's like... And then he kind of like suggests, like, "Well, they do mean something. You just don't know how to get to it." Right. Well, because, yeah, he says, that's it. And then I was kind of confused by what he meant by that. Like, what is it? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. The spice will only give you visions, Sabiha said. I've had visions in the orgy many times. They don't mean anything. That's it. So I guess he thinks that whatever she said was a clue that he needs to pay attention because he's about to be led onto the right path. Sorry, I'm, I'm reading this like the Benny Gesserit learning that he's reviewing. Right. Not quite following it but the, it says it was explicit lance <laughs> <laughs> i think what he what this means is the same thing of hearing the story of the waif where it says the waifs um the waif was making the golden thread that he's supposed to like like time is behaving strangely or something and he needs to pay attention to language not behaving right or something oh oh okay so it looks like He's kind of saying everybody that takes spice 
could see the future. It's just that they kind of run from it and intentionally ignore the visions. It almost sounds like collectively they've created the worms through their visions. Oh, okay. Because they, the worm dominates their vision. They pray to it. They kind of unconsciously make it extremely important and then make it real. Sorry, I'm just, I'm rereading all his like, when he gets so deep and he's like, yeah, you know, everyone everyone can see visions, but I'm the only one that gets it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that's essentially what just he says. Like, and then yeah. he's basically just like, uh, it's too hot in here. I have to go. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> the air is bad in here. I'm going outside. Rude. So rude. Uh, and then that she, she gives him just a little bit of like exposition for us as to like how impenetrable mm-hmm. this fortress is. There's a worm on every... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's all these all these worms, all mm-hmm. these sand trout. He's like, the sand trout won't eat me. Yeah, he's gonna go. <laughs> he's just gonna like walk out, and that's what he does. He starts walking out. Oh, see, and... okay. Yes. Now we have confirmation. Uh-huh. Muraz is a merchant of emptiness. My aunt has drained him. Oh yes, okay, yes, you're right. That's right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he was working for Aliyah for sure. And now Leto knows that. Yes. I don't know when yeah, Leto so became aware of all of that. Maybe he did in one in the last Spice Trance, and that might have been why he escaped, and we may have missed it. Wait, what? Like, I don't know when Leto became aware of Alia's presence, and yeah. I'm thinking it may have happened, and that's why he wanted to escape, or like what led him to. Oh, that would make leave. sense that yeah. he saw that he finally saw it in his vision and and figured out what was going on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That would make sense. She's like, so yeah. Uh, she wants to go with him mm-hmm. uh, and he's like no you can't do that <laughs> it seems like he's kind of fucking her over again by <laughs> definitely she's like not again come on <laughs> Maris is gonna fucking kill me like are you kidding <laughs> don't leave and he's like no you can't come she's like it's not because I want to come with you I don't want to be murdered so yeah he just does it again great I'm so glad she yeah. showed up again yeah <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, we're fated to meet. And she's like, fuck you twice, big time. I'm, I'm mad <laughs> that we're, like, fated in this way then. Great. Yeah. And then he comes across this old Fremen Maxim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I love this Fremen Maxim. A kiss in the sketch is worth two in the city. Yeah, it's like an embroidered pillow. (laughs) (laughs) So written in spice thread. Yeah, written in spice thread. Yep, on a spice couch. (laughs) Don't forget, Sonny, a kiss in the CH is worth two in the city. (laughs) What does it mean? (laughs) I guess they use more tongue in the sitch. (laughs) I don't know, because they're shy. He says something about shyness. (laughs) <laughs> the old Fremen Maxim said it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Might be okay. T-shirt. So it's and then he says, "Okay, held a recognizable wildness mingled with shyness." So, freak in the sheets, lady in the streets, kind of business. <laughs> 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 I think that's he's talking about sexy yeah. librarian kind of vibes. Yeah. Here. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> See it in the city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so 
this is when he just decides uh, sand trout glove. Um. <laughs> it, all, it all comes together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he remembers. It's as clear as day. Yeah, he remembers when he was a kid. He would they would squish sand trout Terrible. until they just laid flat yes. on their skin. <laughs> And then, and then sometimes you could bite them and squeeze the like sweet syrup out of them. Sand <laughs> trouts sound disgusting. So the- nasty. Yes. And why are you biting them? Like who bit them and was like, "These are great," and everybody else was like, "Okay." I'll they bite sound them like too. giant grub worms. Yeah, or a jellyfish, or like a combination of the two. They're yeah, just or like, like those things. Mushy. Did you ever have those things that were like jelly, and then you could put your fingers in the middle of them? Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. That were like little, a little, and it was hard to hold. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we also forgot that um, he bit Mira's at one point, but we don't have to. Like... <laughs> I did forget that. <laughs> <laughs> like, took a chunk out of his neck. Yeah. So he remembers doing that when he was a kid and decides, uh, hey, well, hell. that he'll start doing that, and the sand trout sticks to his hand it becomes what i'm assuming is a terrible glove <laughs> yes <laughs> i'm guessing that that's what a terrible glove is it is pretty um, terrible it is it is pretty terrible yeah and then he just keeps adding more and mm-hmm. more and more mm-hmm. and they keep attaching to him and Ugh. and then he covers his entire body with them, uh-huh. except for when it gets to his face he starts like peeling it back until they stop trying to get like in his nose and stuff and he builds a living still suit. It says until it contracted into the child worm. <laughs> so he's a child worm. Yes. Yeah, and a living and still gets, suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he gets like superpowers. Now he can just <laughs> jump like seventy feet in the air. Yes. <laughs> yes. He just like and he like has to learn how to use it because he moves so quickly without like yeah. without it even trying. That he keeps falling over yes. because he's so strong. And he's like... So can everybody do this? No, no. He said that it has something to do with having... Something to do with, like, his blood and the way that the like the, the sand trout wants to get to it. Oh, like, it, it's just, yeah. like, kind of, like... Oh. It, it's a symbiote. Like, it's like mm-hmm. Venom on Spider-Man. Like, it's living off of him and he's living off of it. It's kind of the um, classic thing where Paul was immediately had such a symbiotic relationship with Spice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that he can handle, like, Spice trance and... Yeah, and Leto is f- infused with so much Spice. Right. And <laughs> I guess it makes sense that the Sand Trout would be, like, super into that because they're, they're Spice, essentially. They become Spice eventually. Yeah, and he just starts hopping around he like jumps off a cliff he's like trying to do all these like cool superman moves oh and then so yes so then he comes across a worm and he's scared at first but then he crouches down and uh the worm didn't move yeah the worm go ahead no yeah so now he can commune with them yeah yeah he the worm respects him. He yeah. like goes up to the worm. The worm, he can tell that the worm's like thinking about eating him, right. but just knows not to. Uh-huh. And then 
he says that he even like steps forward and the worm moves back. <gasps> and nobody had ever just faced a worm like that. I mean, this is a huge yeah, fucking exactly. worm and he's like right yeah. at the front. Yeah, worms. We yeah. yeah, we haven't seen enough people get eaten by worms. I will say that. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I would like, yeah, to have at least heard some bone crunching from the worm bite but this worm doesn't eat leto that's right he's now king of the worms king of the worms <laughs> he's like aquaman but for worms he's like sandman yeah he's sandman and he runs um, back to, to sabiha right is it to sabiha uh, yeah yeah no a, he looks he waves at her and yeah. points to the sand to the worm to he's be like, like see <laughs> he's not gonna hurt me they're doing my bidding <laughs> <laughs> He's like laughing about it. And she's like, oh, this fucking freak. <laughs> I hate this kid. Let yeah. us manic exhilaration receded. Oh, but I do like his manic. Ex- he's like, ah, yes. <laughs> check it out. Yeah. So he starts moving through the desert, realizes he can run really fast. He can drink the uh. sweetest sweat water that's the thing yeah that's how he kind of makes it into a still suit is Uh that the suit is absorbing his water the the sand traps are absorbing his water and then he can bite into them (laughs) to suck the the syrup out (laughs) cool with that evidently yeah they like that he likes that sounds distasteful (laughs) to me but okay it kind of no i imagined it like um sour straws a little bit did you ever drink out of sour straws uh, I remember sour straws, but I don't think I ever actually drank I mean, out of one. You should try and do that. It's really fun. But <laughs> yeah, I should. <laughs> I'm gonna remind you of that's a... just like it's just like a syrup, right? Like it's like a gooey syrup. Um, they're solid. They're sour, and then you have like you know coating on them. They're kind of like licorice, like hollow licorice with sour, oh okay sour okay sweetness on the outside. Put it in the coke, okay. <laughs> <That'll do. laughs> Yeah, and so he sees this thopter mm-hmm. flying around in the sky, and then it 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 comes for him. Which is cool, <laughs> exciting. We've got yeah. like, some Independence Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. This is a big set piece. Yeah, suddenly uh, he's in a Tom Clancy book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Mashad Leto thought, and mm-hmm. it was a sad thought. But he says here was here was the great leap onto the golden path. Yeah. So he, this is like the turning point for him, and he's become king of the worm people or whatever. King of the worm people, fastest boy in the universe. <laughs> yeah, he just like starts bouncing around, yeah. dune to dune. He like learns how to like jump from dune to dune. It's awesome. <laughs> and, and he dives into one. He just like goes underground. Yeah, because he's a worm now. Yeah, he can swim in sand. Yeah, that's how the worms move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he hangs out under, sta- under what sand. What do you think and that that's why- wor- Is he like dig dug? Like, is he digging really fast? <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what I thought. I pictured him diving like a kid would dive into water. Yeah. Like, I, I picture like these are waves and he's diving into one of them. And then he just can kind of like swim, swim around like okay. it's water. Yeah. That's kind of right. how I see it. Yeah. Um. The dunes are water. uh, Yeah, yeah. Because he's been making lots of references to the sea. I do think that that's intentional, that he is now like the sea 
this the sand is like water to him but he hangs out overnight under mm-hmm. sand mm-hmm. and that's where we, we get the two moons the two moons go yes. through mm-hmm. i also like that he had this moment where he thought that paul he was like my dad was knew that this was an option but didn't want to go here <laughs> right so he's yeah this is where he starts kind of avoiding thinking about what this is going to do to him but it seems like he knows the reason it's a terrible glove it's not because it's a good it's a good thing for him even though he does get some pretty fucking cool powers yeah he gets some cool powers for now for (laughs) now uh Mm -hmm. and it seems like this is going to be an important moment in his life Mm -hmm. um but he is kind of like i don't know if i really want to focus on how bad this is for me right now yeah because that's a great question so say this is the golden path what if the golden path is fucking evil (laughs) (laughs) that's a good point (laughs) if i well isn't that the whole yes that's the the whole whole point that's the whole point yes and that's what they like especially in this book is they're like and this book is according pieces according to one person this moment here where it's like this is the golden path this really made me think (laughs) (laughs) you know what it might be evil (laughs) yeah or it might just be a big waste of time um and not really worth it (laughs) yes yes so I did think that was funny. It was like a sanity check where it was like, should I put all the worms on my body and just let them absorb and become part of me and I'm now a worm man? Is that, does that sound right? Does that sound moral? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he does also say that he says the words to release Ghani from her. Yes, he yeah. mouths them to himself. Yes. Uh, so we, we do know that that's, that's at least still in the cards, that he can bring back her memory. But before he does that, he, sa- he, he says so tomorrow will rain. From so far away, that would work? Hmm? That would no, work? he's not doing it now. He's, he's mouthing it to himself because eventually he's going to do it. Oh, okay. He says time for that later. Okay, okay, okay. I was like, I yeah. mean, he got so many powers, I was just like not sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a, he says time for that later if they survive this terrible mixing of threads. Meaning that he's still got like all these different threads coming together. But before he says that, he does say, "Tomorrow I'll raid Gara Rulin. I'll smash their Kanat and lose its water, lose its water into the sand." And he just talks about how he's just going to destroy all these places and and let it get blamed on. Oh, but he says that he's got that the that the rebel tribes will be blamed for him destroying Mm -hmm. all these Kanats, and and he's just going to like kind of. Let all the water go and just wreak havoc. And <laughs> He's just going to zip around and unplug yeah. big, giant, like, bathtub plugs. <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah, and then we get this this uh, cool setup at the Very end. Very much, yes. He thought of his father then, telling himself, soon we'll dispute as man to man, and the only, and only one vision will emerge. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that rocks. Big That's fight. cool. Yeah. Big fight. Man to man. Uh, man to worm man. <laughs> so yeah, that, that that brings us to the end. I'm I'm excited. We're we're Me getting too. close to the end of this book. I know. Uh, there's not that much left and there's just so much is happening now. I know. This was wild. This why this chapter is wild. It's just insane. Oh, it's totally insane. <laughs> it's so cr- freaking crazy. But so fun. Like, yeah, I love it. That's why it's my yeah. favorite. Yeah, yeah. I want it to be batshit crazy like that. That's totally. 
great. Yeah. It does sound like somebody just being pulled, like, you know, that he grabs this one trout and puts it, like, he's still totally high or something, but it makes yeah. so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, perfect logic. Loved it. <laughs> great. <laughs> Couldn't have gone in any other direction. He's right. This is the golden path. So, yeah, we'll be reading the next four chapters, which the next chapter starts with uh, limits of survival are set by climate. Mm-hmm. And that will go to the chapter that starts with, hold on, don't want to lose my place. I counted up to it. Okay. And then that will uh, will finish. Oh, shit. Are we finishing on this? Well, the last chapter we read will be Muad'Dib was disinherited. No. Well, then we'll read two. So you read until Muad'Dib was disinherited and you stop. You don't read that chapter. Cool. All right. Sweet. As All always, right. hey, you know, you know, check us out on online on the check iTunes. Check us out online. Yeah. Don't check us out online. There's nothing happening. <laughs> Do leave us a, a review or send us an email at sandthepodcast at gmail.com. Cool, cool, cool. That's right. That's uh, right. And what should we say? God, I wish he had some cool phrase he said when he turned into a worm. Like, I am worm. Or I something. am worm. Yeah. <laughs> I am worm. He should have said something, you know? Yeah. Oh, duh. We have to say the Fremen phrase. Oh, yeah. That's that's exactly <laughs> it. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Because, <laughs> you know, as they always do say. <laughs> there it is. Okay. A kiss in the sitch is worth two in the city. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Great. So, until next time, three, two, one. A, a kiss, kiss in, in the, the sitch is, is worth, worth two, two in the, the city. city. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.